Why would you ask me if I'm ready? Dude, why? I may not watch Spongebob as a kid, but I'm ready. All you did was turn on the water and hand me a paper towel. I didn't ask for that. You don't have to ask for that. It comes with the service. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yep, there was something I omitted there, and I'll omit a lot more on this week's episode. Okay, you're going to omit a lot more. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to Insert Name Here. It's a podcast about nothing for nobody. If you take it seriously, you're redacted. Let's start the show. What's up? Hello, and welcome to Insert Name Here. It's a podcast about nothing for nobody. If you take it seriously, you're redacted. I'm your co-host, Doug Bennett. I'm your other co-host, Seth Nacho. How's it going, everybody? It's going. Um, yeah, I kill of you have started the show by saying you're going to omit stuff. <laughs> always, I always do. Always Tell it have on pod, to. bro. There's just some say stuff. it all on pod. There's just some stuff that you can't say these days. I'm going to need you to air it all out, buddy. Air it all the fuck out. All no. your dirty laundry. No, that's for uh, that's for Tuesdays. Always uh, make oh, sure. what, do the board meetings. No, my dirty laundry. I before the board oh. meetings, I make sure I have all clean clothes for the week. Oh, you do your laundry. I see. The yeah. board meetings are the start of my week, technically. Right. Yeah, that's day one for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to say uh, this is the week of Thanksgiving. At least it's about to be Thanksgiving this week. So I hope that you guys have a great one. Yeah. Um, We'll check back in with you the week, the next week, to see how it was. But yeah. you know, uh, our our blessings from us to you. We hope that you have a great Thanksgiving and a great holiday week. You know, I'm sure that you know work gets canceled a little bit, or you know, school's out. Yeah, so. a lot of you out there will have that nice four day weekend. And yes, yeah, so this is the U.S. So happy U.S. Thanksgiving. Yeah, is it our ca- Canadian Thanksgiving already happened? Yeah, I was going to say, isn't Canadian Thanksgiving in, like, August? No, it was, like, early October. Okay. Yeah, so they're already in Christmas mode. Yeah, one of those other times. Yeah. But, um... Well, this actually kind of leads into what the big news of the week is this week. What's that? Um, this is going to be, perhaps, our most meta-commentary episode to date on the show. And this is meta-big news of the week. This is the first time ever that we're pre-recording an episode... Oh, yeah. Is it the first time ever? Yeah. The day this actually comes out, I'm going to be busy learning how to ride a motorcycle. Oh, wow. So, so you want to, you're not omitting this. You're admitting this. Yes. Well, I f- it goes with the theme of the episode. Like I said, this is going to be our most meta episode. No, yet. we record every fucking day at dawn. So Usually. This is, this is not pre-recorded. He's lying. <laughs> this, is, this is November 19th, uh, 6.03 a.m., we're recording this episode live in the studio, in the mansion. All right. It's up, to you. it's up to you which pill you take, Neo. Yeah, the blue or the red. If you take the blue, you go back home and go to sleep. And you take the red and you wake up and realize that if you take this seriously, you're redacted. But um, uh, What was I going to say? I was going to say something fucking else. Uh, oh, yeah. I got a big news of the week. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mr. Beast is canceled. That is a bold prediction. No, he no, he is. He already was. 
And the reason is, is because he dug a hundred wells in Kenya. And then apparently activists are saying that the Kenyan government should do that. And if you, and if he's the one doing it, it makes the white man look like they have to do everything for Africa. This is actually the opinion of one politician that's running for Kenyan government and the opinion of an activist that got misquoted. So (laughs) there you are. (laughs) He's not actually canceled, guys. I was kidding. But uh, there was like a story about that. It's weird. And I I think we, uh, the last time we talked about Mr. Beast philanthropy was when he did all those eye surgeries. Oh, yeah. The blindness thing. Yeah. Yeah, And people called him ableist for that. No, he dug a hundred wells in Kenya. Yeah, that's a good thing. It is a good thing, but it's apparently still pretty reg- it's too good of a thing. It's still pretty regular there to die of, like, waterborne illness. Yeah, it is. So. Yeah, you're you're buying a $300,000 car for your politician, but you can't afford to dig a well. I think that those third world countries are, like, showing how all governments are, really. It's like, just a far more transparent there. Yeah, everyone's corrupt. And I think that's why BRICS is going to, like, really make the world to go to a better place you know because the u.s is far too corrupt mm-hmm. we can't even elect an outsider for more than four years <laughs> no offense but i mean i'm not saying trump's the best thing ever but i mean he was an outsider to the pol- political sphere very much and so. now we just have all these politicians that have been there for years and you know what are they gonna do they're not gonna change the wheel they're not gonna advance us or take us down a new path they're just gonna keep fucking going us to the ground yeah. Like, we really need some outside influence, I feel like. I feel like we need new opinions, new ways of thinking. More than anything, American politics, at all levels, needs to be something that doesn't line your pockets. For sure. It needs to be a representation of the people. It's a republic, right? And I feel like we've gotten away from that. Yeah. Well, now, thanks to Citizens United and corporations can be considered people. Yeah, I mean, we still vote, but, like, it's like... Have you even checked who you're voting for? Like, do people even care anymore? Um, well, I voted for this guy named R, and uh, the people I hate vote for the guy named D. I don't know why they put their names in parentheses or why they just have one-letter names, but, uh, yeah. I mean, I know who I'm voting for. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, I just think we need an overhaul. We need to take a look at some of that stuff. I agree. No. You should. There should be term limits for everybody, not just the president. There should be age limits as well. Sure, but definitely, but like term limits would stop that as well because you can only be elected like two or three times, or whatever. Yeah, but if you if you don't attempt to like house the house of representatives, you only get two years before your term is up, and you have to be reelected. Senate is six years, mm-hmm. and then president's four. So president can only be president for eight years, two terms. There should be a term limit on senators for two years, too, I think. Because that way they'd only be six and six. And then House Representatives, maybe like four terms or five terms. You can't make a career out of it. Right. Oh, I also wouldn't be opposed to career politicians if... I mean, you're, a, you're supposed to be a public servant. You know, like you were supposed to serve you the interests of the public. So if their salaries weren't so ridiculously large... And they weren't allowed to take lobbying money, then, yeah, if you want to spend your entire life in service to the public and you know, be fairly compensated instead of grossly overcompensated, I would be okay with that. Okay. Because, I could, yeah, I can see your point there. Because, yeah. you know, if it was like, yeah, you can make slightly more than minimum wage per year. 
Well, I mean, not, let's not say that. They make a livable wage for sure. They need to make a livable wage. They also need to make enough to where they can travel because they come from every state in the U.S. to the federal government. Well, all that travel is written off through the government. Right. They get their expenses so, paid. Yeah, they don't have they don't. I would say this. they at least need to make like 50K a year. 50 to 60K. That's like what most middle class jobs are. Fair, fair enough point. Like, like not the lowest tax bracket, but not the highest for sure. Like somewhere, you know, like the second or third bracket. Yeah. And that way you have an incentive to be a politician. Like it's a good career path. But at the same time, you're not making an exorbitant amount of money. And also if lobbyists can't pay you anything. So yeah. you're, you're, you, you would be more focused on your constituents. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, what we're saying is we need to change. Yeah, and I'm not talking about quarters. Yeah, four quarters. I'm, <laughs> I'm the, the richest, richest alive in the world. <laughs> Shouts out Chester Stone. We love you here. Please come home. Yeah, that would be a dream. I have beans and bologna. That would be like a dream guest to have. Chester, Chester Stone? <laughs> yeah, out that of pocket that episode guest. would be. That would be the best episode ever. A motherfucking monkey. He gave me a banana. <laughs> I walked in the bathroom. There's a goddamn monkey on the toilet. It's crazy how he sounds just like Jake mm-hmm. from uh, Adventure Time. Those, those animatics are so good. They're so much fun. Um, I do want to finish up. The uh, I want to close off the Mr. Beast thread. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. got away from that. Um, a lot of the reactions to the philanthropy that Mr. Beast does illustrate exactly why I am thoroughly over with like the con- the current Ugh. primary concepts of what social justice is and like equality and egalitarianism in society. Like, I'm not going to blame it on leftists. I think that is oversimplifying and it lumps people in there who don't believe in those kind of narratives. But like a lot of people out there who complain about Mr. Beast's philanthropy, one, they don't do anything good for their communities. Like uh, the only thing they really care about is finding a target and berating and quote unquote canceling them. Right. Like, they're just internet lynch mobs. And if, if that's the entirety of your politics is to just try and tear somebody down for doing as much as they could. Yeah, for having one pedophile tweet in 2007. I mean, that was a funny joke. <laughs> Comedy. It, anything can be funny with the right context. Sure, sure. If you can't make a joke about something, then you, you then comedy doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Where's the line? Yeah, it's the last bastion of free speech comedy. You know? Oh, do you want me to read my thing I... I saved about leftists? Sure. I am always down for some leftist bashing. You say that now, but you don't mean it. You don't mean it. I mean, they shouldn't dish it if they can't take it. Um. Alright. Quote uh, anonymous. Quote anonymous. I never exactly left left-wing ideology... It's just that 90% of leftists became hypocrites who I don't want to associate with. They say they're against fascism, then go all in on COVID fascism. They say they're against the establishment, and then hype up Joe Biden. They say they're against capitalism, but are fine with corporations controlling the media as long as it supports their message. They say they're anti-racist, yet view everything through the lens of race. They say they're pro-free speech, but then cheer when someone has their voice taken away 
by a social media mega corporation. They say they support trans people and then treat us like infants who can't handle somebody saying the wrong, sorry, the wrong pronoun. They say they support the working class and then demonize the people who do all the actual important work in this country. They're just all full of shit and have no principles. They only want welfare and for their specific gender, race, sexuality, etc. to get special privileges nobody else has. You know, I couldn't have said it better myself. Anonymous, you really quoted, you really made a good tweet. tweet. It's not really a tweet, though. Thanks, Anonymous. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I read that and I was just like, wow. Insight much? Yeah. I found this. This came across my screen just now. uh, Speaking to what you were saying about, like, lacking... We're we're lacking a non-corrupt political system in this country. Uh, A Harvard Institute study recently found that 52% of young people in this country believe that democracy is either in trouble or failed. Only 7% of those polled called the state of democracy healthy. Right, yeah, so that's why I'm thinking that BRICS is going to become the new power, like you were saying last episode, because maybe the U.S. is just falling out of grace because we just, they, we're not doing what we need to do. We're yeah. too focused on being corrupt. And it's the cycle of history. Uh, I would say that the only different thing this time is um, ever since sort of the Industrial Revolution, we've hit this thing called accelerationism. But even in the Industrial Revolution, we made up those laws to stop anti... We did antitrust laws and broke up monopolies, and now we're not doing that. Well, it's, it's layer after layer. Like, as soon as you put in one regulation, there's almost always a loophole. Or a lot of cases that ended up getting regulated later on, and then there were loopholes. You, you don't know what you have to regulate until something starts happening. You're like, oh, shit, that's bad. Right. The, the U.S. politicians... The U.S. political system's never been efficient, but it's always been effective. But I feel like we're losing that somewhat. I could, uh, I mean, you're speaking truth to power there, brother. Yeah, brother. So, uh, here's my question for you. I have one point. Oh, of course. It's just, in terms of American decline, it's not like this is the first time in history we've seen this exact same set of socio-political conditions and socio-economic conditions be the fall of a very powerful nation-state. Um, similar things, you know, corruption at the political level, concentration of wealth, um, people focusing more on social issues than things that matter. Uh, that happened at the fall of Rome. Freaking Nero, drunk on wine, playing a violin as Rome burned for example. It doesn't get much more poignant than that. Uh, in much, much more recent history, you have things like the French Revolution, where the aristocracy was hoarding the wealth and the food. And then um, in the 1930s, Weimar Germany. Concentration of wealth, political corruption, people focusing way too much on social issues. And apparently the biggest problem in Weimar Germany was rampant prostitution. <laughs> there was just like almost almost one to one ratio of prostitute to regular citizen. They had a bunch of problems, and we all saw what that led to. Yep. Yep. NASA. It did all because of that. You know that's now my tax money has to go to a fucking fucking institution that doesn't even try to go to space anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, they go to space plenty, but like. They need to start going back to the moon. Yeah, we need Space Force no, to go to space. None of this fucking International Space Station bullshit. 
First of all, why does it have to be international? Make America space again. I want NASA. <laughs> make make America space again. Yeah, so... Uh, a big question, please. Yeah, big question. I guess you kind of answered it, though. What would you do to... What do you think would help make America, like, a, an international power again? I... Well, I mean, we still are. One of the biggest problems... I think it's because of our military, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. It's entirely because of our military. Yeah. We spend more on the military than the next five nations combined. Yeah, we spend at least 3% of our GDP. So, I think actually a lot of the problem of American decline is because we've focused too much on being an international superpower. I I think restoring balance to the country is going to come from taking our internal issues more seriously than we take external issues. Uh, for example, we have the greatest system of roads that was ever conceived in human history. We have like the best connected country because of the interstate system. Shouts out to Dwight, Dwight D. D. Eisenhower. We like Ike. We fucking like Ike, baby. Let's go. Um, but it's in complete decline. Bridges are falling apart every day. There's so many really important like what do they call them? Pressure points, bottlenecks that haven't been repaved, that desperately need it. I mean, the hallmark of being American is owning your own transportation. And, you know, if you can't, if you can't use the things that get you from place to place, I mean, that's people's health, vitality, their, their income. Um, and it affects all of us, too, even if you don't have to take huge advantage of infrastructure you should probably shop at a supermarket. What happens when the fucking trucks, when the big rigs can't restock, you know? Yep. Because our food is no longer farm to table like that. And that's just like one of the things that we've completely neglected. I mean, there's homelessness. There's a lack of proper education. Yeah, you're, you're talking about all the domestic issues that we're having. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. We have let the internal affairs, um, we've left that neglected for far too long. And I think in terms of restoring America to any semblance of its former glory, uh, we need to look inward rather than outward, you know. Right. The, the rest of the world. But it's so cool to go to other countries, Doug. I love hanging out with French people and, and smoking cigarettes and fucking hairy women. Hey, and I'll tell you this much. I think a period of being an international, of the international superpower, the world leader... I think it did the globe good. I think we brought a lot of the world kicking and screaming into the current era. But now it's time for us to pass them the baton and say, all right, you conduct your own affairs for a little bit. We have to go take out the trash, so to speak. I think that's way more important than maintaining the same level of global leadership that we have been for the past 70 years or so. Yeah. What do you, and on that topic, what do you think about, like, do you think it's more important that we maintain our international influence, or, and if so, what would you do to stay as internationally relevant? Internationally relevant? Yeah. Um, I mean, literally, it's just the military, right? Like, I don't know, because, like, literally NATO, not NATO, ugh. The United Nations. Their yeah. whole military force is the U.S. military, basically. Mm. So, I mean... I don't know what we could do to maintain it more than we already do. 
Um, but, you know, don't cause conflict. Try to solve it. When these kind of things break out, you know, try to negotiate peace in some way. But I do agree with you. We need to focus on stuff at home, mm-hmm. domestic issues. You can't help other people for you if you can't help yourself. Amen to that. That's just like a personal, like for individual people and for yeah, that advice did. on the ma- major global scale. And yeah, that's one of those aphorisms that scales up and down. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like help yourself before you try to help other people. Like if you can't even help yourself, how are you supposed to help other people? You ever met one of those kind of people that like help other people with their problems, but then have a bunch of problems of their own and they just like spiral into depression? Yeah, they always burn out. Yeah, they bottle up their feelings. Yeah. Don't do that. Get them out. Semen is a demon. Let it out. <laughs> He's there. All right. Well, that was a nice little rowdy way to kick off the show. <laughs> yeah, this show that we're recording on uh, November 19th at 6. Now it's 6.23 in the morning. It's November 12th. <laughs> I'm thinking it's a 12. <laughs> we are not doing anything meta. This show is, we are the least meta podcast on Spotify. <laughs> Which pill? Like the name, insert name here, not meta at all. <laughs> <laughs> Which way, Western man? Which way? But guys, this is it. Whatever reality you're choosing to live in, the fact of the matter is that regardless, this is going to be the final episode of season five. Not four, not six, you know? The season of reviews is coming to a close. And what a better way to close it out than with the most meta shit you can think of. Yeah. On this episode, we will be reviewing reviews themselves, as well as reviewing how well we reviewed reviews. (laughs) How well we review reviews. We're making you an offer that you can't refuse. Yeah. Listen to us review reviews. (laughs) Hashtag bars. Please recycle and reuse. (laughs) (laughs) Reduce, recycle, reuse. It's time to review reviews. It's something you can't refuse. Reviews. It's the review review. Yeah, review, review, review. Now that everybody has clicked out of Spotify. Yeah, thank you for listening as long as you made it. (laughs) Uh, Let's get started. Sure. I love getting started. It's my favorite thing to do. Merriam-Webster defines a review. Oh my god! Merriam-Webster, the world's greatest dictionary. A formal assessment or examination of something with the possibility or intention of instituting change if necessary. Or a critical appraisal of a book, play, movie, exhibition, etc. published in a newspaper or magazine. It's also a verb... I'm not going to read the verb definitions. Wait, hold on. And only a newspaper or magazine? Yeah. Doug, this is a podcast. This isn't the ocean. This is a bathtub. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I sense that... I uh, sense this definition needs to be updated. It absolutely does. It's a good thing that they do update dictionaries every year. Yeah. Um... But I'm feeling that second definition more than the first. Yeah, we... And it was a season of critiques, as to use a synonym. Yeah. Evaluations. Critical evaluation. Yeah, we're, we're not so much trying to rewrite the things that we <laughs> reviewed. Yeah, there's no, there's, this isn't revisionary. This is... Re, we're just looking at it, reviewing it. Yeah. Um, 
So reviews, right? Like, what is a review to you? What does it mean to you? So when I think of a review, I'm going to get told either with or without spoilers, uh, the general concept of what is being reviewed and then uh, usually an evaluation of its quality. And to me, a review is going to give me some idea of whether or not a thing is for me, whether or not it'd be something I would enjoy. Right. Yeah. Like, like a review is something that, so my first instinct is to talk about like a product. Something that I can do or use, like a video game or a book, a movie, uh, a food. An album. Just something that I could enjoy. Would I actually enjoy it? The review will tell me because the review will tell me if the reviewer thought it was good. Generally, I trust their opinions because like, it's someone that I – hopefully it's someone I have aligned opinions with. I'm like, oh, yeah, we both like this album. If they thought it was good, I'll think it was good. Something right. like that, right? I will say... Like, he, for instance, popular reviewer, Dunky. He reviews video games sometimes. And if he says the game was good, I'm like, maybe I should check this out. <laughs> Although he does often do troll reviews as well. Yeah, I guess. But he also has like some serious reviews. Yeah. Like Last of Us 2, Part 2. I heard from other people it was bad, and then he said it was good, and I was like, okay. You know? People only said that game was bad because they killed Joel. That and, like, trans. No, there was nobody trans in that story, well, I don't the, think. The, the, the... I mean, Abby was in a same-sex relationship, and she was the epitome of a strong female trope. Right. And just, like, sweaty little internet incel gamers when it was revealed who Abby was and that she would even be a playable character, they insultingly accused that character of being a trans woman. Oh, okay. It, I thought she was FT, FTM. No, not even. Okay. It, was, it was some, like, for once, some actually truly bigoted shit. Oh, okay, it was. Okay, nice. Yeah. Well, it, was, it shows me that, I'm, that I believe them. I, I was gas-lamped. Well, it's not your fault, dude. It I was, didn't play um, the game. Fucking... Como se dice, that reaction to Last of Us 2 is what all those feminists claimed original Gamergate was about. Nice. Which we've been over. Check Gamer- the deep dive. Check the deep dive yeah. episode. If you don't remember what we're talking about, go back to season three. Yeah. I literally talked a whole episode about Gamergate. Yeah. It was a pretty good one. It's one that I regularly re-listen to. Do you really? Yeah, because you broke it down so good. Broke it down so good. Anyway, uh, reviews. Yeah. I would say, for me, oftentimes, I will go out of my way to get a review from someone who has opinions that I maybe don't necessarily align with either. Just as a way of, a a little bit of a mental exercise, but sometimes if you're too same-samey, you're not going to hear a genuine criticism of something that yeah yeah which is to me i think a flaw of review as a form of media or as a source of information is it is ultimately unless you're physically measuring something like yes this package of cheetos i poured it onto my kitchen scale and 
Frito-Lay did in fact put 150 grams of Cheeto in the package, just like it says on the label, you know, that's a factual measurable review of like, yes, this product is consistent in that way. Whereas somebody saying, um, you know, flaming hot Cheetos aren't really that spicy. That is kind of a subjective. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So they're pretty spicy to me. I do want to say that it is ultimately most of the time when it comes to like medias and experiences, it is a little bit of a flawed source of information. You know, someone who doesn't like the like Southeast Asian cuisine of any type, uh, I, you're not really going to get any value out of their review of a sushi restaurant. Sure. I don't know why they would review a sushi restaurant if they don't like that kind of cuisine, but, you know, beats me. Hey, we all run out of content to make sometimes. Sometimes you just gotta... Yeah, this guy dared me in the comment section to go review a sushi <laughs> restaurant. I said, I said, bet. <laughs> uh, so that's, I guess, like surface level information. Um, do you have a favorite kind, a genre of review? I can actually talk a little bit at length about this. I'll say, how about you go first? So my favorite genre of review are guys who sit in their cars and review food. <laughs> I've seen a lot of new people that do this come popping up on TikTok. Yeah. Um, also, Th- there's a little, mm-hmm. little bit of a confession. I prefer the guys who give off the impression that they are slightly learning disabled as well. <laughs> yeah, that big, that fat guy, the white guy. Uh, specific shouts out to Luke Foods and Wang Dang. Okay, well, first off, the original, the 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 guy that started it all, report of the week. You know, he's a classic gentleman, and he records great reviews. Uh, Keith Lee, the black guy that reviews food, he's and blown he's, up this year. Yeah, and he's made a lot of places that make food do better like he's helped with our marketing by by promoting them and um you know he's done wonders for some certain restaurants and it's a blessing and we appreciate him he's like tip people a thousand dollars and stuff yeah. like it's crazy um yeah i would say food. the people that are kind of copying him keith lee like i saw this dude i don't know his name was maybe it was luke foods i don't know he was like i bought the fish sandwich with caviar on it that Keith Lee reviewed. I was like, what the fuck? I saw these people go to fucking uh, Red Lobster to eat all the different types of shrimp for $20. This dude reviewed all the foods at Golden Corral. Like, I was that's, like, that's Luke Foods. Yeah, I love I was, that guy. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> uh, yeah. Those reviews, can't say that I enjoy them that much. <laughs> I much prefer prefer chef reactions, and he's this like chef guy that just like Very watches sarcastic. Yeah, and he watch with people. Yeah, he watches like a TikTok video of someone making food, and like he talks about how their recipe is awful. Usually, how it's awful. Sometimes he tells it's good. Sometimes it's like a good one. And so you just got to imagine somebody seeing when he if they you know if his reviews this chef reacts guy, you just know that these stitched TikToks make their way back around to the creator eventually. You just know it has to feel so good when you hear him say, oh, yeah, I'd definitely eat that. I'll try a bite. But Apparently, I, he's a completely different person off camera, by the way. 
You have no idea. Yeah, probably. Probably not as sarcastic in real life. Like, the rumor I heard is that, like, he always, like, for example, always rolls with an entourage, eats completely vegan, like, all kinds of... Okay. Like, I don't even know what, where he's like, a chef at. I have no idea. Exactly. Like, restaurant like, or anything. I don't it's, know. And it's, it's rumored that he is, like, right now no longer a professional chef. He just throws on the coat to make videos. Yeah. I mean, hey, more power to you. Make, make your content. Um, if I had to say a favorite genre of reviews, probably like those video game reviews that I've seen, like Dunkey and there's some other people, but like IGN, no, I don't <laughs> no. like their reviews. Um, now video game reviews can be really good, especially on YouTube. Yeah. Like if you, if you got a good editor. It's more of a long form content. Yeah. You're pairing it up with footage from the game can be a little more engaging than reading an article or something like that for sure mm. not as much anymore i i've got I, I went from having a favorable opinion of this kind of review to just no longer putting any merit into this kind of review at all and that's music reviewing oh like actual music yeah like I, and another one i thought of was like instrument reviewing like people are reviewing pedals guitar pedals and stuff this can be pretty fun sometimes. But reviewing actual music, like, An- what's his name? Like, Anthony Fantano, you know? yeah. channel name The Needle Drop. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the older I get, the more I'm like, there's, like, very little bad music out there. Uh, there's music that is not to your taste, but there's very little truly bad music. And so, like, there's no real point in trying to review any of it. Yeah, music is for everyone. Yeah. I think the only value that you could get out of a music review at this, in my opinion, is um, if you like this, you'll probably like this. Like, comparisons of grouping into genres and subgenres. Yeah. But I think that's as far as it goes. Right. I don't really need to hear how you felt about the third guitar solo of... <laughs> this EP. Like, right. I, I'll either think it's catchy or it's not. I don't need you to waste breath on that. Gotcha. But I do need to hear Anthony say more, damn, he thick, boy. That's a thick-ass boy. Yeah. He's still a pretty good content creator, but I like him a lot more for stuff like the Let's Argue series or when he does interviews with artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, food reviews are pretty good because you get to understand if you're going to like the food or not. And video game reviews, similarly, the same. Like, you get to know if you're going to like it or not. Movies, too, stuff like that, like Moist Meter and stuff like that. But um, I guess the music reviews have kind of fallen off because, I mean, you know. Yeah. Shit, like these days I just listen to whatever is the viral sound on TikTok. I'm feeling lonely. That's not even that viral anymore. You've missed that. It trend. was. It was. Yes. It's, it, it, yeah. It's going on the year end playlist. Now it's that. Watch my nine millimeter go bang. That one's the popular one now. I like all the people that pair it with the dancing anime girl. It is. Yeah. I saw one where it was the dancing anime girl with the car. Then, then like a weird. Uh, Slavic guy kicked her out of the way and he was dancing in his Adidas tracksuit <laughs> with two bottles of vodka. Yes, base slob to squat. Well, that kind of 
I, th- I think that covers the subject of the review. Does it? Like, all we talked about was favorite reviews and what reviews mean to us. Do you want, is there anything else you wanted to say? I feel like you had a lot of ideas earlier. Um, yeah, no, that was covering all of that. That, that covers all of them. What? What? That was it? Yeah, literally. Uh, this is meta as hell. We're, like, out of ideas to talk about reviews. Uh, yeah, the second part. So that's part one. That we, is part one. We, yeah, it's we not talked a, about. It's not the full extent to what yeah. we were going to talk about. So we got the literal definition of what a review is, the fact that there's all different kinds, um, sort of analysis of, you know, reviews can be good or bad, and we talked mm-hmm. faves a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that was all the part one idea. Now part two, it's time to actually review something. Oh wait, before we do that, can we say? Uh, what's the difference between like a good and a bad review? Like, what makes a review good and what makes a review bad? Uh, for me, a good review criteria. Yeah, a good review is going to essentially it is going to bring to the forefront both the highlights of a thing and the lowlights, if any. You know, it's it's rare but possible that something is a perfect hundred percent ten out of ten, but. You know, if you're gonna rate it anything less than a ten, you have to levy that criticism. If the if the criticism isn't there, then like, what are you hiding? Like when people just react to content, it's like a reaction. That's not a review. No, that's that's. that's I'm talking about you, Sniper Wolf. I'm talking about XQC too. Do when he watches Dora on stream. <laughs> I'm talking more about like a review is when you actually analytically look at something to see like the qualities of it and express your opinion on them yeah in a way that is um in a way that is um insightful for other people um to see if it holds up to what they want to what they want from that product um and a bad review, of course, is just when you just go, ooh, look at the fancy buttons, and ooh, look at the, ooh, there's fucking, it's crispy, the sandwich is crispy, whatever, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Now we can move on to the next part. I, just, I, feel, like, I feel like that was a good idea, because that'll establish what we're going to use for the next part. Bet. No, you criteria, right. you know? You're right. So part two of this is going to be, you know, we owe you one more review, and we are going to review our reviews. It's reviewing the reviews of, insert name here, the season of reviews. Season five. Um, we told you it was going to get meta. We told you. Yeah. So we set out to do this season of reviews. Uh, we got 12 reviews, 13 if you count this one. I'm going to pull up the, uh, the list of them. Just Okay. And we'll, I think what we should do... We'll go episode by episode, and then I want to track, I want to evaluate how well we think we reviewed that thing, and then as we go through, keep track of, did we, did we grow as reviewers, what, did we hit peaks and valleys, like, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So this was, we weren't, I don't think either of us was super sure about this as a concept, um, but... We the commit, first episode? We committed to this, and the first review we did was Pink Season Yeah, uh, by Filthy Frank. By Pink Guy, a.k.a. Filthy Frank. Yeah. 
Well, Pink Guy is a character. Yeah, of Filthy Frank. Yeah. So. But he did that in the in the in the POV of uh, Pink Guy. Right. Uh, this one. No, it was a doozy to start off on. I thought that it would be extra funny. So yeah. I, it definitely to me it kind of set the tone uh, for how thorough we were going to be. Uh, we were pretty thorough. We went track by track, and. Well, almost track by track. We listened to slightly different versions, and we didn't we didn't review so much like the music. Like if you would enjoy the music, like you were talking about, about music reviews a second ago, yeah. we more reviewed like the content of the songs, which I think was kind of the way to go. Um, I know that we still said like the songs that were really good we'd put on the playlist in terms of music value, but like yeah. I think I at, at certain points I got a little too in the weeds about like oh, the production oh, the, the vocal performance blah, 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 like well that's just you in general about music yeah because on the other albums you'll see you do, you do the same thing right um, <clears throat> but I think it was a good I would say this is a good proof of concept like quality of review though like I mean you could tell that we're cutting our teeth I think uh, as a review itself I wouldn't give it more than like a six as a review itself, yeah, probably a five. Middle of the road. Um, I think I gave it good a good value, though. I think I gave it like an eight or something. I don't remember exactly. Uh, I remember scoring the album pretty well as well. Yeah. Uh, do you remember what we did next? Uh, it was your pick. Correct. Uh... Was it was it another album? It was about the furthest thing away from an album that it could be. <laughs> what was it? We reviewed Nakey Jakey. That's right. The, the only YouTuber review we did of the whole season. I'm surprised we didn't come back around to that. I almost did, but then I thought it would be too weird or too hard to do it, so I didn't do it. Because I wanted to review The Do. Remember? Oh, I love The Do. And, but I was like, how do you review him? Like, like what? Like, just, like, you know, like, it would be too much. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we reviewed Nakey Jakey. That's right. We reviewed his album, his most recent album, plus, like, his content, video content. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say, as far as reviews go, this was more comprehensive. Yeah, I would say this review was probably better. We talked about the videos and the music and everything and gave it a pretty fair judgment. Mm -hmm. On re-listens to it, I feel very good about how well we were able to capture the scope of a YouTuber. Uh, not that he has the largest library to have to go through, and not that we had to do too much because we've both been longtime fans in a way. But um, the thoroughness with which we were able to illustrate. It was also funny, he came out with a new video like right after we released that review. But uh, the thoroughness that we were able to illustrate, like the totality of a YouTuber, um, on re listens, I'm impressed with. This was a much better. As Review, in my opinion, at, in terms of it being a review, I would give it an eight. Yeah, I'd probably give it like a seven or eight. It was it was a solid review that like encompassed a lot of material in an hour's content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know you remember what you picked the week after that. Yeah, Kung Pao, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, One of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Uh, on this one. I'm going to have to split score 
on the quality of review. Okay. I let some of my own personal hangups and uncomfortability get in the way of me being able to properly review you the get content. very uncomfortable about like race things yeah, i don't want to get canceled bro yeah but like the movie's not racist you <laughs> no just, it's, like, not, view it it's not at all yeah but um i don't know and sometimes it's also fun to play you just have like hangups about things yeah it's it's all personal stuff i feel like i let my personal hangups get in the way of objectively properly reviewing this Whereas you handled it a lot better. I, mean, I just kept talking about all the funny gags I like. <laughs> Which is good. Like, it, it really helps illustrate that this is a comedy film first and foremost. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't give myself higher than a five in, my, in terms of my reviewing ability here. Uh, I'd put you up like in the eight range again. Oh, really? Thank you. Like, your passion for the subject shines through and you manage not to get lost in that and still convey an adequate review of the product. Adequate, I guess. Yeah, I might have been a little nostalgia-filled to where I might have given it a higher rating than it should deserve, but it was good. Yeah. Uh, we headed back to music for episode four of the season. Yeah, to Kendrick? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say this is an album you can review because it's such a con- concept album. It tells right. that story. Now, I'm criticizing myself again here for the opposite thing of what I've criticized myself for on Kung Pao. Um, you were too analytical? You were the yeah. best reviewer ever? No, I got too into the... I missed I missed the forest for the trees a little bit with this one here. Like, I was... You know, we could try to keep things to an hour or whatever. I was trying to cram too much lyrical analysis into it. Like, oh, this callback and this audio clip and you, oh, the way it all create, like... Yeah, 21 lighters on my dresser. Yes, yes sir. But, um... That being said, I think I still got to the content pretty good. Her body good. got an ass that a ruler couldn't measure. Yeah. And uh, I'm going back to a group score of the review here. I, I, think we, I think we hit a seven in terms of review quality. Well, that's good. Yeah, seven you, out of ten ain't bad. Yeah, you kept me grounded. If you had let me run away with it, it might have been like a five or even a four level video. But yeah, you know, we balance each other out. Sca- yeah. Scales of justice. The yin to, the yin to my yang. Hell yeah. You took us back to movies. Well, this was a mutual pick. Confession time. You suggested it, and I was like, well, I really like it, too. Okay. I thought that was the next one, but this one is is a mutual pick, technically. It is the movie Roller Town, right? That's correct. Yeah. And so this is the problem I think we do with movies. I think we did this on the last episode, too. Mm -hmm. We kind of summarize them too much, and, and I don't know if we necessarily review it as well. Um, I did also on this one talk a lot about the gags, and I totally fucked up your gag that you enjoyed. <laughs> so sorry about that. Hey, it's all good. That's that's the fun of a no edit show. Yeah. you get that those authentic moments. Yeah, like how I fucked up your segue last episode too. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you like this, Doug? <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, what do you uh, what do you think about this review? Like, I thought like, I mean, we did we did review it pretty decently right like i mean we basically got you a good idea of what the movie was and if you're gonna like it from listening to the podcast you would kind of know yeah i'm going six five here just for the meta reason of it suffers from summary but 
I mean, you definitely got a picture of what is going on with this piece of media. So right. If you feel like sitting through an hour long, well, by the time we get to reviewing something, it's 40 minutes long. If you want to feel like sitting through 40 minutes of discussion to figure out if you want to watch a movie. This, yeah, and the movie's only an hour 15. This, this will give you that idea. Yeah. No, but please listen to the podcast always. Yeah, of course. Just, just listen to the whole thing. Why wouldn't you listen to the whole thing? You love us, right? Mm-hmm. You love us, yeah, right? Yeah, right? The, you, you, Mom, Dad, you're not getting you're not getting a divorce, are you? <laughs> so, uh, next up was another mutual pick, but originally my pick. Right. The original series of Naruto. Now this one, I think this one might be one of our best reviews. Oh, okay, you think so? Right. Actually, you're, you might be right, because we didn't get bogged down in details. I mean, we talked about details of the show, but the show was so big, there's no way we could summarize every fucking episode. Right. So we talked about arcs in general, so, and we ranked the arcs, and we did a review of the whole thing. Yeah, I'm summary being what our predilection, so to speak, mm-hmm. actually paid off in a big way with this one. Because, one, how else are you going to get through 120 episodes and do an overall review. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is where summary played in our favor. Uh, this one, I, I honestly give it a 9. I was going to say 8.58. 8. So, yeah, I kind of agree with you. 8.58, 8, very specific. I like that we're going out to the... Uh, oh, no, I didn't mean that. I meant like 8 to an 8.5. Yeah, we're going out to the hundredth place now. <laughs> I, was not sorry. I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, 8.59, actually. <laughs> yeah. Really proud of that episode. Okay. Uh, the next one, also proud of, uh, even though I would consider it a weaker review, um, slightly weaker. This is another piece of content that really benefits from summary. Generation 3 of the Pokemon franchise. Yeah, because it is longer piece of content. I mean, even if you mainline the story progression and you don't stray or try to fill your decks... This game in particular, by the time that you get to the post-game after the Elite Four, it takes you a minimum of 40 hours. This one took me a little bit of research to get my full grasp on it for review. And, um, I don't know, um, they had a lot of Pokemon. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like we had some good categories to talk about besides just the story itself. For sure. And, um... While a little bit weaker than our Naruto review, I still put this up there in like the top three of the season for me. So this is where I'm going 8.58. Right, okay. And I'll agree, I'll say 8. You literally meant 8.58. You meant to the 100th yeah. place. Yes, that's what a callback is. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, cool, thanks. Um, this is where I tried to branch us out into content that you hadn't experienced before. And that was... It, it made things very difficult for this, me. This is the Enemy Brain Suite by uh, Fox Stevenson. This um, made it difficult for you. Yeah. Because you weren't used to this kind of content. Mm-hmm. It took me a couple of listens through to even come up with things to say, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, really ended up liking the album. It made a lasting impression on me and kind of changed my taste for a little bit. It woke me up like yeah I should explore some new music more yeah but that's what I was trying to do and I'm hopefully for the listeners as well yeah I feel like however 
I, I would say that movies and music are like our weak genres of review and I haven't re-listened to this one recently because it was only a month ago but I wouldn't feel confident putting this higher than like 5.5 at least for my ability to talk about it I don't know how you... I mean this one's at least a 6 okay you know, like, we did we did decent. We went track by track. You know, like, if you're going to put Pink Season at a six, you got to put this at a six. It's at least the same level as Pink Season. I, th- I think I rated them similarly. Sure. I don't, I don't remember the exact ratings remember, for we're, it. Remember, we're reviewing... We're reviewing the review. What I'm saying is is that our review of this album is at least the same as Pink Season. Okay. Like, I we see. went through each track, and we talked thoroughly about the content... Along with the music quality, I think that it's at least a six. Now, this one, I'm putting low on what I would give our score. Okay, this is... I trashed the fuck out of this. And I I added them in my Twitter post. Now I feel (laughs) bad. Uh, Yeah, this one... We did Rise or Die Trying by Four Years Strong. Yeah, reflecting on this episode... And especially, I, I couldn't listen to it all the way through, personally. What, why? Because I was so mean? Not because you were so mean. Um, I am a very self-conscious person by nature. Uh-huh. And this, more than trying to fit into the theme of the season, uh, was me sort of exposing myself and being like, just an excuse to be nostalgic and try to recapture an innocent, more better time in my life. Right. Um, I don't know that I brought any artistic, like, merit to talking about no, it. No, you totally did. You were talking about how, like, like we talked about the gang vocals and um, the stuff they did for the genre. Yeah. You kept talking about it was, like, happy core, easy core. Yeah. Man, my personal opinion, I don't think I did the album justice. I don't think I did the act of reviewing justice either because it was so much of a nostalgia trip for me. Personal performance here, I'm giving myself a four. What about me? Because I hey, trashed it. You were, fu- you were fucking honest as fuck. I was just honest. I, th- I think you were a little too aggressive, which is why I can't give you higher than a 6.56. Okay. 6.56! <laughs> fucking call back! <laughs> ah! But you know, you, uh, you at least took it fully seriously. I tried to, yeah. So. I tried to take all their views seriously. Good reviewing. No, oh, thanks. A li- a little doctor, all- doctor, 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 doctor. Yeah. Points off for harshness, but, you know, you took yeah. it seriously. Um, this was by far my weakest performance. I think you can tell. Um, I, I mean, you had some good points. You talked about your, your like, favorite three or four scenes yeah. and stuff, and you kind of talked about how you like the anime more as a... This is Hell's Paradise episode. He talked a lot about how he enjoyed... Um, Aspects of the show that weren't the story, basically. You were talking about something like that. You like the battles, you like the artwork, no. the lore you weren't as big on. But I was just also here again trying to get us to jump out into something that was new and different, not something that we had seen or had experienced in the past. Yeah. Something that was current. Um, I don't know how well I reviewed. I know that I, did, I tried. <laughs> but um, no, I would say, yeah, we're looking here at like what I felt was a three-episode slump for me. And reviewing Hell's Paradise would be I, my lowest point. I'm giving myself like a two here. Damn. Damn. I mean, I think I kept it consistent at least to 6.5 again. Yeah. I also do think that just in general, 
I got burnt out on the concept of reviews. Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah. this is start where this is where I was. This like, is where we were like. This fuck. is where I was like, fuck! I have to do three more of these. <laughs> Next up, Uncle P, right? Yeah. Um, I, I could, would say that this review actually was pretty good. I was listening to it. My, me laughing for like a minute and a half straight, not good. I didn't like that. <laughs> there was just a part where I was just going <laughs> like that because of the intro. But the intro is funny as fuck. It's so, so funny. Um, but I think that we summarized it still. But even then, we, we got a lot of good stuff out of it. You talked a lot about character development. I would give you probably an eight on this episode. I think you did really well with no, this review. Especially after slumping, I am going to toot my own horn. This was as close to perfectly as I reviewed something all season. I'm giving yeah. myself a nine here. Yeah, I think that I did this my usual performance, at least like a 6.5 or a 7. But, like, you were really good. <laughs> I think I brought the a lot of jokes to the thing, though. Like, that child acting business is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm only five years old. Yeah. I'm only five years old. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, yeah, that one, I, I'll admit, I, I was frustrated with the season. I was like, I'm going to hit this troll yeah, pick. Yeah, it's your troll pick. <laughs> but I, that, this one turned out. I, w- I would give us an overall score of an eight. I think we should start reviewing bad movies is what I think. If we're going to go back to reviewing... We should review movies that are like kind of. This wasn't a bad movie, but you know, like a like a movie that's not low quality. Yeah, like a straight to DVD type. Yeah, of shit. yeah, that would be that. I feel like that might be our niche. I think so too. Um, um, last, okay, finally, the last review that we just reviewed last week yeah, on the on the twelfth. Now's the nineteenth. It was um, mere hours ago. Um, this one, I think, suffered from our summarizing effect. <laughs> But I also don't think we could have gotten as much content as we did without over-summarizing. Because so much of that movie was tied up in imagery and, I mean, true. and metaphor. And I, I do think a lot of it was lost in translation being the third iteration of the story. And I think that we, um, we summarized it because how else are you going to talk about everything? Mm-hmm. And we definitely reviewed it while we were summarizing it. We didn't just summarize it and do nothing with it. We talked about what was happening and some our thoughts on the imagery and stuff like that. Yeah. In terms of, in terms of reviewing, our our level of reviewing in terms of our consistency, uh, we ended with neither a bang nor a whimper. This was, I think, above average for us. I would put our overall review score here at a seven. Okay. We could have done a little more like literary analysis, a little less summarization. Yeah. Again, it's hard not to summarize that movie because, like you said, how else can you get to everything? Very true. I would say overall, so for overall season, now the overall review. I know I marked my personal highs and lows. Yes. Uh, is there any, do you think you had a personal low? It's probably Roger die trying. Because <laughs> that was so Mr. Mean. Negativity. Yeah. That's valid. I would say this, kind of looking back on it, I don't think reviewing is our strong suit. Except for <laughs> except for maybe the straight to DVD movies movie category. Yeah. Um and I would yeah, I don't I don't think Either of us could be a full-time reviewer. Okay, yeah, okay. If you're going to ask me to be a full-time reviewer, there's no way in hell I could do that. But do I enjoy watching reviews? 
Because yes, I do. Do I enjoy doing a review? Yes, I do. But do I want to do them all the time? And do I think I'm suited to do them all the time? Like I'm the best reviewer? No. No. Do I think you're a good reviewer? I think you are. I think you, get, you, get, you, don't, you don't give yourself enough credit. I think you look at things in, a, in an interesting way and that you have good commentary generally. Oh, shucks, man. Like some of the musical reviews, that, some of the album reviews that we did this, this season, I thought you were very insightful because I don't have as much uh, music knowledge as you do. And I think that some of your uh, input that you gave about the movies and stuff that we watched was really good too. The some of the but there were some lows. The Hell's Paradise episode was definitely a low for you. Yeah. But that was a rough one. That was a rough one for you. It was not a good day for you. Well, <laughs> no. You know, I mean, just how it is. Um. So what, I, we're I, giving I, we're giving ourselves a what out of ten is our final rating for the season. I would. I'm gonna rate the season. At a, mm, I can't give it higher than a seven. You know? Yeah. yeah. I'm right there with you, buddy. I'm right there with you, buddy. All doctor, right. doctor, doctor, doctor. All right. So, yeah, interesting experiment. I'm glad we did it. Uh-huh. Um, in terms of this podcast goes, I don't want this ever to be our full focus again like this. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. This was your idea, buddy. <laughs> I, I know. And Hey, when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Uh, I'm thinking I'm right. Um, okay, anyway. Uh, is it time? Oh, it's been time. Yeah, okay. I don't know how we... So, guys, check out the Twitch, as always. Twitch.tv slash Seth underscore Nacho 411. Streaming DVD on Tuesdays. Having a good time doing it. Absolutely. For my parting shot, I'm going to say, guys, try not to stuff yourself. I know Thanksgiving is that time of year when there's plenty of food on the table and families all gathered around and we're thankful and we're happy to be with each other. But remember, when you're full, you're full. There's no need to actually overeat. There's going to be plenty of leftovers for you to enjoy for the weekend. Save some food. Don't necessarily eat it all. In if, one you eat all if you eat it all Thursday night, how are you going to have that Friday morning sandwich? Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, though, like, don't stuff yourself, you know? Just enjoy what you want to eat, and that's all you need, you know? That's fucking based. Dude. Remember that a holiday is just a holiday. It's not necessarily, like, a day where you need to overeat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, as far as my socials go, you already know. Check the show notes. Maybe I'll post. Maybe I won't. Fuck you. Yeah, let him decide what he wants to do. But my parting shot is also going to be holiday weekend-related. Um, I want you to remember, one... You don't go to Black Friday. Don't don't put poor Target and Walmart employees through that <laughs> crap. All the deals are online anyway. Plus, you're probably going to want to save some of your fucking money for Cyber Monday. That's, you know, that's where the better deals are anyway. You can get your electronics pieced up for the year on Cyber Monday. So, you know, just spend wisely. And um, also take advantage of the deals to do your Christmas shopping. Don't ever pay full price for a present. People aren't worth that much. <laughs> sometimes they are. I want to say sometimes they are. Alrighty. Especially your kids. Um, it's also, and this is sort of a mutual parting shot kind of thing, I want you guys to get excited and get ready. Um, because the next time you hear from us, we're going to be headed into season six. And I want you to know that it's going to be a return to form. What does that mean? <laughs> well, you'll find out. I'll tell you this, it's about nothing for nobody. (laughs) (laughs) What it's really about, though, like always, is drinking enough water, getting enough sleep, and most importantly, kissing me 
with your ass. Hope you guys enjoyed the season of reviews. Thank you, everybody. Drink enough water, get enough sleep. Most importantly, kiss me with your ass.